give us power and authority. The believers power and authority. And I'm going to start by praying. As you can tell, I can't wait. <laughs> so I got to really stop and pray. Father God, I want to thank you. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for your grace and for your mercy. And I just ask that you speak to us tonight by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start from John chapter 14. If you have your Bible, please turn to that place. John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. And uh, this is what Jesus is saying to us tonight. Uh, we want to read it as if he said it then. No. This is what Jesus is saying to you tonight. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, please say that with me. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything, in my name, I will do it. Jesus is saying, most assuredly, in other words, I'm telling you the truth. He who believes in me, he said this to us so profoundly, with confidence, with a strong behind his words. He says, I say to you, if you believe in me, and some translations have it this way, the same miracles that you see me do, the same miracles that you read in the scriptures, Jesus said, you will do also, and greater miracles, and read some other translation, greater miracles you will do because I am going to my Father. Now, greater miracles, not in quality, but more. You know, this afternoon I spent some time and I was reading about Reinhard Bunke. We had, in, in one crusade, 1.6 million people he was preaching to. A crowd, 1.6 million. And while he was preaching, God was healing people all over the field. And sometimes the yelling was so loud, you couldn't hear what he was saying through the speakers. People were so excited. That was, that's a man, he's still alive today. And so the word of God is true. Jesus meant what he was saying. And you a believer? You are a believer. He who believes in me. The reason we're not seeing it is because we haven't accepted his word. Satan has deceived us to think we can never rise up to that level to do anything close to what Jesus did. And so we're deceived. 
But Jesus didn't say, if you believe in me and you are a strong apostle or pastor or minister, he said, he who believes in me, the same miracles that you see me do, you will do also. Whether you, are, you believe today or you believed 30 years before, doesn't matter. Same word goes to everybody, and God is no respecter of persons. It's just the same for the one who believes. Whoever that is, male or female, boy or girl, doesn't matter. He never qualified it. He says, truly, I'm saying to you as a believer, today he's saying to you, if you believe in him, you can do the same signs that Jesus did. You can open deaf ears. I'm saying to every one of you here this tonight, you have the authority that's been given to you to be able to do these things, and you can do them. Notice what Jesus said. After saying that, he says to us, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. So he's telling you already, you can do these miracles. And then he says, whatever. It doesn't matter what you are asking for. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. If you are a believer, that's the only qualification. It's our doubts that's, that's holding us back. There is nothing, no mountain in your way. The only mountain that you have against your life is your unbelief. Not that you don't believe, you've allowed unbelief because you cannot accept the word the way he says it. He says, I tell you the truth. That's what he said. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm telling you the truth. That's the word I shortly. I'm telling you the truth. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Because he wants his father's name glorified. That, he says, that I will do, that my father may be glorified in the Son, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Notice, many times we want to approach God, asking God to meet our needs, and our basis for wanting God to do this, and what we believe, uh, the reason why we think God should do this, is because of my need. Well, God sees it from a different viewpoint. It's not from because of your need. The only reason He would do it is because the Father has to be glorified in the Son. Period. It's not how much you cry. All the Father, all God wants is for His Son to be glorified. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. He says, whatever you ask in my name, who will do it? Not God. Jesus said, I will do it. Now He can do it all over the world because He's going back to His Father and He's not going to be restricted to Jerusalem or Capernaum, he is up there in heaven, he's back up with his father, God, like he was before he came. So, anywhere in the world, he can do it because I'm going back to the father. He says, I'm, I'm going through the father. 
And because he's back there in the Father, he want, with the Father, he wants the world to know he was the Son of God that came to the world. So the Father is glorified in the Son. That's the way he wants it. Now you can read in Ephesians. He says that God will gather all things in him. All about Jesus. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's the only reason God answers you. And it's not because you feel the pain. Father, don't you see how much I'm suffering? I'm hurting, Father. Why don't you do something? He'll do it not because you're hurting and crying. He'll do it because He wants the Father to be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, I, Jesus said, I will do it. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's the only reason. So, it says, if you ask anything in my name, he closed with that. I will do it. So, if when you ask something in his name, the glory of his Father is at stake. If it's not done, right? God's got to have glory to himself because of the Son. So when you demand for a blind eye to get open, guess what? God wants glory. On Sunday, if you were here, um, I think it was Linda that prayed with uh, Drew's son. Yeah, He was sick. I, I don't know what the problem was. Uh, his back was hurting. And instantly he was healed. He ran back. And there was no pain. He ran back to his father, held his father tight, tight and they, he was weeping. The pain was gone. Jesus healed him right there. And I'm glad it wasn't the pastor that prayed. Ah. That's what I, I, I enjoy that more than me praying. That's just the way I like it. I enjoy it. And we prayed for another lady, and I believe God healed her. Because I know God really touched her. She's a Muslim. I was a Muslim. She's now a Christian. And she says, I, I, I didn't want to go down. Please, I'm sorry. I have went down. I, I, I didn't want that. So I, I hope I didn't disturb anything. But I couldn't, I couldn't stand. That was God. Amen. That was God. And we've had another lady that came in here, Pastor Andy. If you remember, she, she was slated for... Um, liver transplant and God touched her she felt like that everybody walked away from her she was already due slated had a date in the hospital coming we do the liver transplant they sent her back home no need for transplant whatever you demand in my name I'll do it that the father may be glorified in the son not because of the pastor pastor has nothing to do with it your anointing or no feeling of anointing or whatever is shooting through your body has nothing to do with it. All that God wants is for the Father to be glorified in the Son. If you have that awareness in you that this I'm going out because I want the Father to be glorified. I want the world to know that Jesus is indeed the Christ. That's what you want them to know. He's right there with you because God is demanding glory on the basis of his son who went to the cross and he died for us. Simple. Don't complicate it. Don't complicate it so you can get a little glory. No. 
Make it that simple so we all know His God is doing it. Amen. And let God be glorified. That's what we do. Jesus made it very clear. Whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. A lot of, why is it that so many Christians are not living with this kind of power? What's going on? How is God going to get us to the place where we lose our fear and know the power of the name that God's given to us? When are we going to get there? Christians keep needing self-help issues. Tell me something so I feel, well, I don't want to feel, I want the power. Amen. Just don't want to feel good. When I got the power, I don't need no feel good. I got the power. I have the authority. It's like managing and patching Christians so they can make it from day to day. That's not abundant life. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We can water this thing down. This is God himself. He is with us. We got to trust God and refuse to be fearful. We got to trust God. You know, in, in uh, NIV, 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. I like this scripture because after this scripture, we're going to be, after I talked about this, I want, I want you to see a video. The power of the name in real life and in the United States of America. Amen. Angela showed me this video some time ago. I was really excited. Jesus, this is NIV, First John chapter 5, verse 14. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. We already have this confidence before we approach Him. Why do we have this confidence when we approach? Because we know we cannot be denied. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever. And he says, this, and John, John was the one that told us that in, in John chapter 14. Now he goes back in a epistle to clarify that, to help us understand what this is. If it has anything to do with the glory of God, he'll do it. And if we will give God's glory, that's God's will. A God's will, let me explain that to you. God's will is that the Father be glorified in the Son. If He's not going to give God glory, He's not in it. If the, the Father is not glorified in the Son in that matter, God's not in it. If anything will bring reproach to His name, God's not in it. I don't think it's God's will for you to have a kid and, and you are in your home, you're a Christian, you live next to a Muslim and he knows you got nothing to feed your kid because your God is not able to provide for you. God doesn't get any glory out of that. I don't care what you tell me, God has no glory out of that. He says he feeds the birds and he takes care of the grass and he dresses them. He says you are more valuable than this. So when, when something is bringing reproach to his name, he is not in it. That's when we use the authority that God's given to us. 
Amen. He said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. All we need to know is whether we are asking this according to His will. Because if you are asking it according to His will, you can find it in the Scriptures. It's already done. Once you know it's in His will, He heard you. You cannot pray any prayer in according to His will and He not hear you. It's never going to happen. God cannot deny Himself. God cannot deny Himself. Every time, I don't care where you've been, every time you say a prayer according to His will, He hears you. If you are a sinner and you pray to be saved, that's according to His will, He's not going to say, well, come tomorrow and you get saved. Uh-uh. At that same time, you say those words to Him because it's according to His will, you're saved. Right there. I don't care how you feel. Whether you felt goosebumps or you didn't feel anything. Fall to the floor or you just stand in there gazing. Don't really matter. You pray the prayer according to his will, he heard you. And once he's, he hears you, he's done. And this is what it says. This is the confidence we have in him. This is who God is. We have this confidence. There is no variability with God. He is so constant in his ways. If you ask it according to his will, he hears you. And because you've asked it according to his will, he's heard you. The manifestation is on his way. Just wait for it. That's what he's saying. So this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, do you know? If you know, then relax. It's on his way. Don't keep calling brother so and so. I have prayed seven times and God's not, we know you don't know. Amen. We just know you don't know. Because if you don't know, you won't be calling pastor and say, pastor, you said. Now, but I've prayed seven times. I've even fasted. And I get nothing. Well, you don't know. That's what the problem is. Because if we ask anything according to his will, we know. That's what it says. We have this confidence and we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know we have what we've asked for. Even though we don't have it in our hands physically, but because we know who God is, we have this confidence in God because we've asked in his name and according to his will, we already have it and we, the manifestation, uh, manifestation is on its way. We will eventually see it in the natural. We have to have this confidence in God. They knew in their time. John says, we know. He didn't say, John knows. The Christians, all of them, they know. They knew it. We've got to know it today. Because God is the same. He says, I am the Lord. I do not change. God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 verse 8. God will never change. God doesn't overlook faith. If you believe in his word, he's going to walk through. When you use, there is so much power in the name of Jesus. There is no need to repeat the prayer sometimes. Even if you speak to a demon and it's not manifesting, manifesting and it's not living, doesn't mean it is. Hear you? You prayed according to God's will. Because God is giving you authority over demons. 
So you walk away, the demon says, the command stands. You're leaving. And I know God heard me. You're leaving. And that means whatever. That's what Jesus said. Whatever you demand in my name, Jesus said, I'll do it. I'd like you to see this video tonight. So precious. Can we see this video of a woman who knew the power of the name of Jesus? Frisco, Texas. Sometimes you don't have a weapon for fighting back. And when an armed robber bursts through her door, shop owner Marion Chadwick thinks she doesn't have a prayer. He comes to the counter with his gun and he taps on it. And he says, this is a robbery. I want your money. With a loaded gun just inches from her face, Marion calmly retaliates using the power of the pulpit. You get out of my store right now in the name of Jesus. I planted my feet, pointed my finger in his face, and I said, in the name of Jesus, you get out of my store. Though she's a hair trigger from being blown to smithereens, Marion relies on a higher firepower. You get out of my store right now in the name of Jesus. That was my weapon, that I had one shot. The thief reels from the biblical assault. But the preacher's not done with her sermon. Now what? I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Leave. Marion doesn't know if the crook is afraid of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Or her. He backed up. And he kept backing up until he got to the front door and then he took off. Marion may not have saved the robber's soul. But using the word definitely saved her life. In the name of Jesus. All right. This is on secular television, on True TV, real life. In fact, she, if you watch it without them coming in, she said to him, first time, in the name of Jesus, I command you, leave my store. And he, he was right there, and she said, I, he said, woman, this is a robbery, and he says, I'm telling you, I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, leave my store. And he walks away. There's another one there. If you can go, go search for it. Another woman, they were having a jewelry uh, stuff. And this robber, I mean, with a mask came in, and the ladies, he was, this is a robbery. And they said, did you invite him? No, this is not a joke. I'm going, this is robbing me. I just gone. And the woman said, I bind you in the name of Jesus to leave my house. And he looked just like that. Nobody knew what he was saying. And you could tell he was so scared. And slowly, he never turned back. He went back looking as if if he turned around, something was going to kill him. <laughs> and he took off. It's happening, folks. There is power in the name of Jesus. Every believer has this opportunity, this privilege. 
We need to preach more about this. And we need to act more on this. Because the word of God is the truth. Right with a gun. Most Christians, <laughs> uh, they probably be under the desk pleading for the man. Take all the money we want. Just don't kill me. He said, I mean with a finger right in his face. Amen. That's what we're talking about. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. She told him where to go. Get out. And he knew to get out before an angel walks him real good. This is the gospel we're preaching. The power and the authority that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to go into explaining to you what this is when we talk about the power of the name of Jesus and the authority that you have. It's so important. In Luke chapter 10, verse 18, it says, Jesus speaking to them, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The disciples had just returned and they cast out many demons and healed the sick. And they were excited. They said to, they said to Jesus, even the devils, they were scared of us when we use your name. And Jesus went back to Revelation chapter 12 and remembered what happened right there in heaven. Way back. He didn't say, I see. He said, I saw. I was there when Michael and his angels fought against Satan. And he fell from heaven like lightning. His speed fell. Jesus said, I saw it with my own eyes. What was he saying? I'm seeing it again. I'm seeing it right before my eyes. That's what Jesus was saying. He was reminded when the disciples were telling him about the use of the authority that he gave to them. Jesus said, I saw it before. I'm seeing it again. Amen. I'm seeing it again. I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Not some of the power of the enemy, all of the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I saw him fall. Now I'm going to see him fall. Not with, with Michael and his angels fighting him, but you, humans. Amen. So I'm giving you authority. Notice what Jesus used. He didn't say, I give you power. Because some translation will actually render that power. But it says, I give you the authority, but the authority is over all the power of the enemy. You know why the word authority is used? Because if it's power, I give you power, many times as we walk around and you shake yourself, you don't feel any power. And before long, you start doubting if you really feel the power or whether you really have any power. I've prayed with people, God healed them. 
I felt absolutely nothing. Sometimes I didn't even know when God was doing it. I remember praying for this girl. I've shared this here before. Uh, but if you're new, you hear this now, tonight. But I was praying for this little girl in uh, Cordell, Georgia. I was praying for this little girl. And the much, she was co- almost completely deaf in one ear and totally deaf in the other. The mother was crying. And usually I, I, I don't like seeing uh, that. You know, a woman crying really bad. And I had my hands over her ears. I told her, ma'am, stop crying. Uh, uh, I think in my mindset... The cry, that tears was more painful to me than what I had to deal with. So I told her quickly, please don't cry because God's going to heal your daughter. And so I put my fingers in her ears and I started praying. But this time, because I didn't want to stop, and then when I get through and she can't hear, the mother would start crying, and that was a problem. So I was really praying fervently and, and, and was yelling, in Jesus' name, come out! And, and, but meanwhile, the little girl could hear, and she kept saying, Sir, uh, you can stop praying now. I, I can hear. Sir, you can stop praying. The whole church laughed, and they were laughing at me uh, because she was already healed, and uh, the preacher didn't know it. You don't feel the power. But there, we're coming to that. The might is there in your inner man. And we're going to be talking about that. This is a series. It's so important. The might is there in your inner man. But you don't feel any power. But you have been given the authority to trample, not on literal scorpions and serpents. We're talking about demons, evil spirits. That's the thing to deal with. Devils. You can trample on them and over all of their powers, over all of their powers. And Jesus said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. You won't be touched by them. Many times I hear people saying, don't cast out the devils when, they are, they, uh, when children are around. They may leave the person and jump into these children and we have a real problem. And I tell them, if he's that dumb to leave the person and go into a child, then I'll come after him again. He knows where to go. There's no need to worry about what. But they can't do that. They don't have that right. They go where I tell them to go. Just like the woman said, leave my stall. That's what they do. Get out. So you have the authority. You don't have the power. The, the authority is supported by a power behind it. And that power is the power of the Lord God himself. The authority, Jesus is saying, I've already spoiled principalities and powers. They don't exist. There is no power. They have some power, but not over you. You don't have the power to deal with them, but I've given you the authority because I've already destroyed them. You can handle them. Think about a policeman standing, you know, in a four-way street. And now, he has, you know, like this... uh, Highways, like 290, the big highways. I have seen just one policeman, a couple of them, they'll line up cars in for miles. Have you seen that? Going to Galveston, there's an accident. They can do this and stop 218 wheelers and they'll line up. You wait for him. This little guy has this power to hold back all of these vehicles. If he has to push against those vehicles, he doesn't have the power. But in his uniform, he has the authority. 
Amen. And all he has to do is raise his hand, and you see that uh, uh, a car with the lights, you know, doing that stuff. You know, I mean, if you were come, if an 18 wheeler is coming real fast and he sees those lights and the policeman doing this, <laughs> he step on it. We got to stop. There is authority right there. That's what Jesus is giving to you. You may not feel the power, but you got the authority. And when you speak, they'll listen. Amen. They'll listen. You have all the authority. You can deal with the enemy. God has given us that power. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20. This was after he rose from the dead. And please understand this. It's so important that you know, when Jesus said, and I go back to John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, Assuredly, or I tell you the truth, he who believes in me, the same miracles that I do, they'll do also. This is what he's saying here. This is after Jesus rose from the dead. He says here, Jesus came and spoke to them. That after he rose from the dead, they saw him die. No wonder their attitude changed. They saw him die. They were standing way off, right? Protecting their own lives. Except for John who was right there by his cross. And because John had connection with the high priest, if you read, so he could stay close and brought Jesus' mother close. As well. But they saw him die. And they thought it was over. They had seen miracles. They had seen him raise people from the dead. They saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. They, never, they thought there is no way to destroy this man. You can't kill him. And yet they, they saw him die. And they lost hope. But when they saw him back again. Oh they thought... Master, are you going to deliver the whole Israel to us right now? They, they were going to take on the world. They had no fear. But when Jesus came to them, he told them this, according to the scriptures, all authority. Notice not just power. God has all the power. He says all authority. It's just like a king, you know, in, the, in those days. A king says, you're dying. Guess what? You die. It's nothing. Nobody can help you. I see that in about, you read that about North Korea. The fellow thinks you, he comes from something, whatever it is. He says you're gonna die. Nobody's gonna challenge you dying. He doesn't have anything but the authority to do it. Just a man, but he has the authority. If you do that in the United States, we know, I know where to visit with you afterwards. Because you don't have the power to do it. But he's free doing it. That's what he's saying. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth. All authority. Both in heaven and earth have been delivered to me. He had authority in the heavens before he came. Amen? The only place where God didn't have full authority was on the earth. Because man had delivered that authority to Satan through sin. But after his death, 
And after he had taken care of that, God now had full authority in heaven and on the earth. And Jesus said, listen, fellows, I got it all. Both up there with all the angels and all the creatures you read in Revelation, and here or not, I have the authority to do whatever. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples. In other words, I just told you that, not for bragging, I'm delivering that authority over to you on the earth. I'll go up there, I'll take care of there, up there, but you, my buddy, you take care of it down here. Use that authority. That's what it is. That's what it is. We're depending on him, he's depending on us. Until you use the authority, heaven does nothing. Until you speak to that demon and tell him where to go, or to that thief, in the power of the name of Jesus, Somebody's going to lose their life. But you can use that authority right here on earth. And Jesus told us very clearly, whatever you demand in my name, because you are part of me, I'm the head, you stay down here. Take care of it. But many times, we're kneeling down like I used to do, God the Father, God the Son, deliver me, and the Holy Spirit, deliver me from this little demon that's pestering me. And God says, deal with it. I'm going to close with this. There was a story in those days, you know, as a, as a young Christian, trying to understand some of these things. Kenneth Hagin was re- writing, and he said, God gave him a vision. And Jesus was speaking to him in this vision. And, and, uh, giving him a lot of revelation. And he was really excited about this. And then all of a sudden, this demon just dropped from nowhere. And this demon was hollering and just going on, just yelling and screaming. And he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. But Jesus kept speaking in this vision. And he was baffled by it. He really wanted to hear. He saw Jesus' mouth moving and talking. Jesus acted as if this demon wasn't making that noise. And he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And yet he could tell Jesus was still speaking. But the noise was there. So out of irritation, he told that demon, Act! And immediately, that thing folded up and left. And he asked, Master, why didn't you take care of it? He said, I couldn't have. He said, What? You couldn't have, that's your place. You do it. Until you pray, the land is not healed. If my people who are called by my name, right? Until you give the word, there is nothing for God to confirm. I give you the authority, he said. Go. Go. Make disciples. Do the same signs. Read Acts. The book of Acts. They understood him. They went out doing signs, miracles. What's happened to us? They have to beg the guy to come to church on Sunday. Call him. Please, come to church. Something is not right. We need this message. Amen? 
We need to stand up for God. We need to do exploits. Those who know their God, they'll do exploits. That's what we need to do. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. I pray that God has energized your spirit tonight by the word that you've heard. And in fact, I know that faith has risen in your heart. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I know right now there is real faith in you. Don't see somebody sick and think this is too much for God. No. All you got to do is do what he said. Lay your hands. I don't care if you were just born again yesterday. Sometimes I like them with I, I, that Muslim woman. I really like her right now for my Muslim woman because I can program her wherever I want. Amen. <laughs> the others have too many arguments. Too many arguments with their past knowledge. Yes, but pastor, yes, but. I don't want to hear your but. I just want what God says. Amen? And you can do it. Amen? God has assembled a lot of powerful people in this church. Don't underestimate the authority that you have. Even with your family members. Even with those that are not saved in your family. Begin to speak those words. Because Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Why? So that the Father is glorified in the Son. If your family member is saved, won't God be glorified? If your need is met, won't God be glorified? If your children are doing well, won't the rest of your family, those that oppose you, begin to say, well, we know he's crazy. He goes to church, but his kids are really okay. We don't understand it, but his kids are doing so well. He's got to be this thing about this church. There's something about it. He gets glorified. Amen? That's what God wants. That the Father is glorified in the Son. That's what God wants. Amen? Let's lift our hands and thank him for the authority that God has given to you. You are not uh, just a mere man, like Paul said, you are not ordinary. And never think of yourself as ordinary because the living God is living in your spirit. There is a part of you, I'm not saying you are God, but because Jesus lives in you, He lives in you, there is a part of you that is divine. You really have no reason to be afraid. That woman was not afraid of the God right in her face. Nobody can deny that. That she could have been blown to pieces, to death, immediately. But she had no fear. She knew what she had. I bind you in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a literal person with a firearm right there. But she had no fear. Get out of my store. And he walked out. Taking nothing. No violence. You have that power tonight. You have that power tonight. Begin to exercise that authority in your life. Let Christianity not just be something like a game. We go to church and there is nothing to... That's, that's silly. Jesus poured out his life, his blood, so that we might not be ordinary. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. That's who you are. Accept what Jesus said. Don't question it. Act on it. And let the world see the light that's in you.
Let the world see the light that's in the people of the Ark Fellowship. That's what I pray to God. God, you must bless your inheritance at the Ark Fellowship. Bless your inheritance at the Ark Fellowship. These are your people. And we have made ourselves ready. And we are ready to do exploits. Because God is with us. See unusual things in your mind happening. Declare it for the Ark Fellowship. For your ministry. Amen. Father, we want to thank you tonight. For the authority that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have nothing to be afraid. We are not even afraid of death. Because you have defeated death. You paralyze death. When we die, we sleep. And I thank you, Lord, that your greatness is in us. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. And you are in us. And Lord, we welcome the authority that you have given to us. We are ready to go out. We are ready to go to Calvert. We are ready to exercise that authority over that community. As you said, I will deliver the nations to you. We believe you have delivered Calvert to the Ark Fellowship. And we will take Calvert. And nothing can stand in our way. And we want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you, Jesus. Gave you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. Let that revelation be given. Let that consciousness of your authority and power in the lives of your people be in the heart of everyone that's hearing my voice tonight so that we go out as victors in the name of Jesus by the power of your name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.